This Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast is brought to you by the Vits Radio Academy. For, for more content and information, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za. This is Radio Days Africa 2021. Audio Amplified. Download the Radio Days Africa app. Search Radio Days Africa in your app store. Welcome to it. It's Radio Days Africa 2021. My name is Claire Mawisa. Radio Days Africa is proudly presented by Vitz Radio Academy under the auspices of the Department of Journalism. This is going to be an incredible, incredible session. It's called 60 Ideas in 60 Minutes. We're going to try and make it. We've got gladiators in the room and I'm about to introduce them to you. But I just want to make sure that you are aware that you are currently attending the biggest radio conference on the continent, 70 speakers, 21 sessions. And if you want to make sure you keep up to date with all of the sessions, all you need to do is download the Radio Days Africa app or listen to the podcasts on the website. It's radiodaysafrica.co.za. And I have to, have to, have to thank the sponsors that have made this conference possible. So thank you very much to the Conrad Adenauer Stifting Media Program, Sub-Sahara Africa, who have been a long-term partner of um, the of the conference and without them basically Radio Days Africa would simply not be possible. We also have incredible, incredible partners that support the conference. Uh, I'd like to thank the National Association of Broadcasters, Media Heads 360, Wise Buddha Jingles, the US Embassy in Pretoria, RCS Sound Software, Iono FM, Samro, and podnews.net. You do have an opportunity to also perhaps send in your idea. So if you have an incredible idea and you'd like to share it, send us a voice note on the number plus two seven seven nine five two eight double zero double zero or put your idea or question to one of our panelists in the chat box feature below, and we'll try and get to it at the end if we do have time. I did say that we have gladiators in the room. Let me introduce them to you now. We have Gary Struble, CEO, Future Media Namibia, Zane Darbyshire, Program Manager at East Coast Radio, Paolo Diaz, Head of Creative Ultimate Media, and Ravi Naidu, Chief Creative Officer at Prime Media. So how this is going to work, girls and boys, is uh, that we will have four rounds of three ideas each. Then we're going to have two rounds of one idea each. I'm not in the hot seat, so I'm only going to do one idea per round because actually the the big heads, the smart people are the panelists that we have here. I'm just the moderator. My name is Clemma Wissa and I'm so glad to have you. So we, I feel like I should have like a ding, 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 um, a seconds out bell, uh, like we do in boxing. So I'm gonna start. Gentlemen, are you ready? You ready? Unmute yourselves, just so you know. So this is how the order is gonna go. I'm going to start, then I'm gonna hand over to Gary. After Gary, it's Zane. After Zane, it's Paolo. And after Paolo, it's Ravi. We're gonna try and keep our, our ideas as short and sharp as possible so we can get through all 60. So my very first idea is, 
ideas and creative solutions can come from anyone in an organization. I think sometimes people think that the creative team or the management team are the only ones that can come up with creative ideas. Run your ideas past your tea lady, your security guy, your receptionist. They might be the ones that come up with incredible ideas because they are consumers of the product. Off to you, Gary. Thanks. So <clears throat> this first three will be about sales, direct sales principally. Um, and I'm assuming that a lot of the guys online today are coming from smaller stations or perhaps, um, you know, there's very few monsters in Africa. So uh, a little bit more focused on direct sales. For direct sales managers out there or, or guys in charge of radio stations, don't worry too much about managing your sales rate through the rate card. Concentrate instead on a smart discount policy that can be structured for industry timing, volume and loyalty. Uh, this has the, the real advantage that it's an internal document or an internal policy. Uh, it's not public and it can, uh, you can either make it really, really simple or you can make it insanely intricate, but it doesn't have to be out there. Secondly, for sales guys, work, we work with audio, right? So when you are trying to get a sponsorship or branded content sold, really anything more than a spot, a spot everyone understands. When you're trying to explain this to a client, get your production guys or if you've got the skills to do it yourself, to whip up a fake version. Uh, use whoever voices are around. It doesn't matter. Um, selling radio with Word documents is a bit like describing a photograph. Clients get it way quicker when they hear it. So give them an opportunity to just hear what you're talking about. They'll know it doesn't have to be professional, but, but they'll get it. Then my third idea. I think I'm ahead of the curve here, Claire. Uh, organize a client open day, right? COVID dependent, obviously. Be responsible. But clients love the studio. They love the energy of a radio station, especially when it's buzzing and there's things happening and there's music playing in the background. Turn on the charm, get some cake, get all the presenters to be around. Maybe arrange for a quick message recording for Christmas. Invite your clients in and say, please come give our listeners a, a Christmas message as an excuse to get them there. They love hearing their own voices. More than us. Um, than to feel like they know the guys, they've been there and they know something that other listeners don't. So a client open day. That's my three, Claire. Zane, go. Thank you, Gary. Um, I want to start with an idea we're currently running. Um, we, we're celebrating our breakfast show host, Darren Moore's 10 years on uh, breakfast radio. And we planned this massive station promotion as a part of it. And uh, what ended up happening is the level four lockdown uh, meant that it uh, didn't make sense to run a flashy station promotion five times a day, giving away 500,000 rands. So we in instead pivoted it into a campaign called the Tip Jar, where we really are helping people in the entertainment and hospitality industries who couldn't work during the Level 4 lockdown. A lot of them can now, but are still struggling. Um, and the stories on air today were just like really touching my heart. And I called up Henia Jacaranda FM and Naveen at Smile. And I said, guys, let's take this thing national. Uh, we got the guys from lotsofland.co.za on, and it just goes to show if your idea resonates, um, you know, finding a sponsor for it is, is so much easier. The other thing that I want to talk about is an idea we did in March. We do it in March every year. It's called More Music March. Um, it's certainly a no-brainer, but it's really all about playing more music. You know, there's something that a music station should be famous for. Uh, we spice up the playlist. We put up pop-up charts. We do top 100s. We do all sorts of things related to music, live performances, first-time plays of new singles, whatever it is. Um, we always drive that especially hard. 
And even though there's a couple of smoke and mirror tactics you apply during More Music March, the response from the listeners and, and you know, with digital audio now, you can measure it really, really accurately. So that's such a massive campaign and really drives TSL and additional listening uh, in a massive way. And the third idea for this time round is called Last Kids Standing. It's something which we did uh, earlier this year. And we think that as a commercial station with an adult audience, a great way in is always via the kids. And so this year, Last Kid Standing was a spelling bee. And uh, we held basically the biggest virtual spelling bee in KZN. Um, massive, massive amounts of response. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that it was a Naidu that was the best speller in the end. So uh, Ravi will be happy to know that. And those oh, are my Ravi. three ideas <laughs> for now. Paolo. Um, I love a gimmick and I love giving presenters something to play. I'm going to get it out of the way for Ravi and Zane first. Um, how about a big giant spinning wheel? Um, I think every radio station in the country has sworn at us because we lug this six foot wheel around. Um, but instead of, uh, you know, the sound effects and the, the smoke and mirrors of a spinning wheel, just put the damn thing in the studio, spin it around. The sound effect you can't beat, you know, it, with, with anything that you create by, you know, off, off a library. Um, it gives the presenter something to talk about when they're playing and something to talk about when they're not playing. And it gives you great social media content. So get yourself a giant spinning wheel and play around with that. Um, again, on gimmicks, if uh, we ran something called the BBC Brit Box, where if you're launching a new channel, what way to get people watching the channel that we got a group of listeners and stuck them in a giant Perspex box made out like a living room for 72 hours. And they had to watch 72 hours of this new channel. And every few hours would break into them and ask them random stuff about the show they just watched. So, you know, two o'clock in the morning would get them, quiz them, say, what was the license plate on the car? What color dress was the lady wearing? And just to build up points, but you, you then cut that out over, over air. It was at a shopping mall so people could come down and see them. Again, it's just a really nice gimmick. And another gimmick we had is uh, for Volvo with the, the Volvo Iceman. So we took a pair of a set of Volvo keys, froze them in a block of ice, and the Iceman had to chip away at the block of ice and listeners had to guess what time he'd break through and get the keys. And the closest through won the keys and won the Volvo for themselves for a week. So give listeners, presenters, everybody involved in the station something to play with. And then also that organically creates really nice social media content. Ravi. Cool, Paolo, I love the, the spinning wheel. I've never heard that one before. Um, so I think what's really important when you come to, to creating ideas is simplicity. And I think try and use your platforms. So these days in radio, we have access to events, maybe not so much at this time, but experiential stuff, uh, digital platforms, uh, apps, and wonderful platforms that you can use. So you try and use them. I think it's great. I said between programming and commercial, which means I have the access to present to talent and to engage with the guys and the station managers. So to Claire's point, you just never know where the next idea is going to come from. You look, look at the people in the building. So here's a, some, uh, some quick ideas for you. This is a great idea to create football. And uh, I stole this idea off a radio station in the UK. It's about a car. If you want to give away a car, you could pretty much use it with, with different um, clients or ideas. They took a car. They wanted to give away a car. They put stickers all around the car and they had one, only one uh, listener had a permanent marker. So everybody put their, their cell phone numbers on the car. And at the end of the day, they wiped out all the stickers and only the number that, 
that stood on there was the winner of it. Okay, simple, easy, drives fit for for a client. Second idea is um, you know everyone spent more time at their homes, obviously in lockdown, so more people wanted to do more DIY. So here's a fantastic idea. Uh, everybody thinks that they can do DIY, and it's a great idea for audio. Is can you make the sound of a power tool? Okay, so listeners get on the air and they have to mimic the sound of a power tool. And at the end of the day, somebody else calls up and says that sounds like a drill or sounds like a screwdriver. So it uses audio. It taps into the mindset of people in their DIY. You can sell it to a builder's warehouse or a Leroy Merlin. So you can see how these ideas can generate, uh, you know, client um, client traction as well. The third one goes to the heart of the community and it's understanding your audience. So um, also to um, kids spending more time at home now, you know. Um, so this idea came off a station in Norway where effectively the radio station got their breakfast show to arrive there at six o'clock in the morning. The kids are obviously really pining to see their, um, their friends. And what did they do? The, the client was a coffee manufacturer. So they arranged a helicopter ride for the kids from their homes to the school. So talking about experiential, obviously they involved the parents, involved the kids, and it just brought this fantastic feel-good community feel for the audience. So three quick ideas from me. Back to you, Claire. So much. Oh, round one. That wasn't so bad. Well done. Great ideas coming out so far. Um, my idea is uh, something that used to happen quite a long time ago at Metro FM. It's more about... Um, uh, knowledge sharing. So we had lifestyle presenters and we would do a bit of an exchange program. So Metro FM did an exchange program with Hot 97 in New York in America. And they would bring two um, lifestyle um, presenters or reporters and we would host them and then we would send two of ours. And that was just a great way for um, our presenters to get exposure and to understand how certain things can be done just in terms of technically some ideas um, to, to see how um, certain promotions are run and, and that, but I realized that it didn't even need to be uh, 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 Africa, US thing. It can really be something that we do with our community um, stations and our bigger commercial stations where there's so much knowledge that is lacking in certain stations that a week um, spent at another commercial station just helps elevate the, the quality, whether it's um, somebody who's quite junior or quite senior. I realized when I was in a station, there were so many community radio stations coming in, wanting the knowledge. Um, and it could be institutional knowledge. It didn't necessarily have to be on air or programming um, knowledge. So that exchange program, I think it would be great between uh, especially uh, community and commercial. That's my one idea. Great idea, Claire, lovely. Okay, so these are very practical sales things again. I was just content, I've got some content stuff later, but sales. Right, simple idea. Give all your reps name tags. It's a very simple thing. It's cheesy, but all too often we assume that clients remember names. Remember that in sales, we wanna try and keep the conversation as natural and comfortable as possible. The easier the conversation, um, and helping people to remember your name is a great and cheap boost at the start of a relationship. Um, and it's a simple thing to do. And of course, it's uh, continued branding as well. It costs almost nothing. Next idea. The next time you pitch an idea as a salesperson or as a creative person who's been asked, usually you just get dumped on a creative person and they got to go talk to the client, uh, deliberately leave out two or three elements. 
Um, and this is principally with direct sales, but give, give your client two or three options on one or two of the elements. Often there's things that don't really matter when you do it one way or another. Um, and we just say to the client, we're not sure which way works better, which, which works better for you. Ask the client to make a call or suggest the answer. This is called co-creation and is a wonderful sales closing tool. The client also takes some ownership of the promotion and often they'll feel like they contributed the winning element at the end. So that's just a, an idea. Often we want to go and we've got the whole idea wrapped up and every little element's been thought through and there's no room for any flexibility. Um, and then it really just becomes a yes, no conversation. Last one, train your salespeople to concentrate on leave behinds. So just a couple of lists of very practical leave behinds. And again, I'm assuming not everyone has Ravi's budget. So we've got to be conscious of uh, spending money. Desk calendars are very powerful and very cheap. They also tend to hang around for a year, especially if you make them colorful. Print articles off the internet, either from their industry, that shows, that, that shows them that you're concentrating on them, or trends in marketing, especially anything that provides some counter argument to all the social media crap that's out there at the moment, um, or something relevant to their other interests. They might be into archery or into golf or into cricket or something else, um, and, and an article with their name so that it feels like it's personal and not you can print out 50 of them. Um, it also looks like a reminder to yourself to look after this client. These hang around on desks and they serve as a reminder to the client as to who you are. Other take, um, leave behinds might include pens, pictures of their lack of station visit you did when they had their open day. Magnetic photo frames are quite cool ideas because they'll put whatever they want in there. License disc holders are very cheap and easy and hang around for a year. And my personal favorite for sales teams is folders. Printed cardboard folders costs a little bit more, but it often has a very striking impression when you leave behind. It hangs around on a desk for ages and zone. Thanks, Gary. Um, these three ideas are all going to be uh, around music and, and just the power of music. So um, well, this morning, and, and, and I guess I'm, I'm particularly sensitive to this because I was up at three o'clock this morning and we were tweaking the playlist of the breakfast show to just kind of sound appropriate to the things going on in KZN today. But one of the ideas um, we like to do, and, and we did this during the first lockdown, is called the Uplifting Anthem. And we handpicked about 150 songs, and those are songs that just uplift you, make you feel good, give you a sense that everything's going to be okay. We bang it around fairly often, play two an hour at the top and the bottom of each hour with some imaging around it, reinforcing uh, messages of comfort to the audience. Um, really scores you great points. Um, back in the day, themed weekends or theme days were quite a thing. And um, one of the things we did this year is we took a theme day uh, during More Music March and we did a More Music March 80s party. But not only did we play 80s music, which we don't normally do on East Coast Radio, but we played two 80s songs at the bottom of every hour. We got listeners to send in their choice. We got the presenters to play their own choice, which is uh, an unusual thing. Plus, we got the presenters to dress up in their favorite 80s outfits. So that way, it takes the promotion onto uh, digital. And we promoted our digital um, oldie station on the day, and we gave away 500 rand data vouchers um, to every person who sent in a song. So took it from FM to digital and to social and it looked really good. The other campaign uh, that's floating around internationally at the moment is called The Greatest Year in Music. 
where you get your listeners to vote. You start by finding the best decade. And once you've got the best decade, you, vote, you whittle it down to the best year. And once you get the best year, you take a day and you play all the greatest songs from that year across the day from, let's say, six in the morning to uh, six in the evening. And I think that's three ideas. Yes, it is. Uh, on to Paolo. I, I just want to say some of Gary's ideas are also great things to leave for listeners. You know, I'm always astounded when you do something like a bumper sticker, like why would a person that you think is the same person go put a radio station bumper sticker on their car for no real reason and then they do it, you know? So listeners love radio station swag as well. So that's also really cool stuff to throw around. Um, my ideas are sort of going to be ideas, you know, lockdown inhibited a lot of what we do because, you know, your is like stunts and getting a lot of people to a place and how many people can fill this in the first 500, blah, blah, blah. We like a lot of people, but suddenly we weren't allowed to do that and force us to be creative in that space. Um, so one of the ideas we ran was a virtual cook-off. So we had run virt we had run sort of cook-off type promotions before with various clients and where you'd have, you know, a celebrity presenter with a celebrity chef and that cook. But now suddenly you couldn't have them in spaces. And we took it online because, you know, everyone was cooking during lockdown and we did it with one of the uh, butcher franchises. And it worked phenomenally well. And we had a range of presenters across a number of stations um, doing a cook-off, making a certain meal out of something. And almost because we work across multiple stations, posting all those videos up comparatively to each other. And you just saw the traction that it sort of picked on the zeitgeist. So people were really into watching and cooking and learning new recipes at the time. And it allowed us just to tap into that where normally we'd have an activation. And now we had this virtual activation it was a really cool thing to do. Um, similar to lockdown and, you know, uh, uh, supplanting um, the ability to be in places, we had, uh, I saw some so basically people couldn't go to sports events, couldn't go to movies, couldn't go to gigs, couldn't go to comedy events. And the station was saying, well, instead of you going to that, we're going to bring that to you. So they'd come to your garden, set up bunting, set up a grandstand and whatever you were into, the station would bring a comedian or bring a big screen TV and set it up like a sports bar or set it up like a, a live gig um, just to give people that sort of uh, that, that thing that they'd been missing. And then similar, something we ran was uh, with Castle Light was a Castle Light house party. Uh, because we couldn't have house parties, we had two presenters who co-host a show, but each of them focus on a very different aspect of music. One's R&B and house, and one's very much into hip hop. And each one of those, then we went and had a staged house made up to sit and, and, and suit their personality, did it as a stream on the radio station, did it as a live stream online. And each one of them invited a group of friends to come in and attend their lockdown house party. And it's just the whole experience and the ambience was able to replace things that people are currently missing, but also allows us to make a bit of a splash, use what's happening to our advantage instead of throwing our hands up and go, woe is me. Cool. Thanks, Paolo. Um, I want to just talk about quickly before I get into the ideas around for these ideas, prize desirability. Sometimes be careful. You don't go after big ticket items. Sometimes about the small little wins. Cash always works. But if you can get people hooked in over a period of time, I think those little small wins are sometimes far greater than the, you know, just one giving away a car, for example. So here's some, some ideas. And uh, I'm going to start on firstly with a community initiative. Uh, this was a really strong idea that I saw, and, and I'm, you know, I've heard it on many stations, but it really cuts through. So it goes to getting your presenter talent and understanding how authentic they come across. So this was particularly about a presenter who had a friend who was 
Um, she was going through obviously chemo and uh, cancer, and it was all about the bracelets around a cancer initiative. And she shot a video that basically told the story around this. And in the, the video, she said, go ahead and buy yours today. And it was the record sales that they got. It was tapping into a presenter's authenticity, tapping into a commercial initiative, taking video and audio, and obviously driving through. So that's the power of radio. It's the power of digital and social coming together really nice. Also important that when you do these ideas, it's about topicality. Uh, so try and figure out what are the big ticket items, sorry, big ticket events that are happening across the year. Zane spoke about reading the mood about, you know, the city or the, uh, your, your target area. And um, this is an idea of a youth station in the UK. It was about Halloween. And what they did was they started off with a prank where they basically had uh, one of their presenters coming into the studio. They dressed up these guys with obviously, you know, gory little Halloween outfits and they scared the crap out of this presenter. Turned that video around, put it onto their website, onto social, and what they then ran was a promotion where um, they wanted listeners to live in a coffin for 60 minutes. And if you could live in the coffin for 60 minutes, you won the cash, okay? It was sponsored by a funeral parlor. So talk about making money out of, or making a killing, right? Um, so sometimes you just gotta be a bit edgy and a bit fun, but it's also the brand print of that particular radio station. So, you, you know, sometimes you've got to push the envelope a little, a little bit in, in, in that space. And then another little quick idea here is around, um, it's more around content, but it's about driving engagement. Uh, try and look at your presenters and the fun ideas that they can do. Uh, and um, some of you might know a guy called Ronan Keating. He's a, he used to be part of a, a, a boy band in the UK. He's now a presenter on a station called Magic in the UK. He's got a song called Life as a Roller Coaster. And what they did was they stuck him in with the, his co-host on the roller coaster and they basically made him and the co-host sing Life as a Roller Coaster as they were going through like the ups and downs. Fantastic audio, fantastic video, and just a fun piece of content that just drove engagement in all their social platforms. Back to you, Claire. I'm traumatized about 60 minutes in a coffin. Thanks, but no thanks, buddy. Like Zane and I just, we gasped. We actually recoiled just at the idea. So I reject that. Thank you, but no thank you. Um, my next idea is um, I'm tired of hearing celebrity interviews. We have 12 celebrities in the country uh, and it's annoying just to hear them do what they do all the time. I mean, it's the same thing. So I think we need to find new ways to use our personalities, um, to create content, to almost use them as they are staff members or on-air personalities, um, to do various things, to be part of the community of our station, instead of them coming in and us asking them the same question because they've done the rotation. We know who they are. We know everything about them. So I think there's certain opportunities where we need to look at how do we create new content with our celebs so that other you know, that, that we own as a station, that they did this awesome, amazing thing, whatever it is, whether it's a promotion, whether it's whatever it is, that it's our content that they've created and they've been part of. Instead of them coming in, popping in, we ask them the same questions that the other five radio stations ask them, and then they leave. And, you know, it's, it really, it's made no difference. So I think we need to think differently on how we uh, interact with our well-known um, personalities, because, um, I'm tired of them. I'm sure you are too. We love them. We love them. But it's enough. Thanks.
thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, do with that what you will. Gary? Oh, you muted. Apologies. Uh, so breaking away from sales and just getting into promotion a little bit. Um, events are a great way to get the brand out there for medium-sized and small stations that don't necessarily always have the money. Events can also be expensive and they can be quite uh, logistically complicated. Um, but you can do things free or even occasionally for a small profit. So here's a couple of ideas. This, with these ideas, assume your role is to promote, to get your presenters there and to OB to activate in a tangible way. Uh, these are for small budget environments. First one, pet charity. Organize a local, a local shopping mall for a pets promotion day that you will promote. Um, pets uh, gets a very broad range of uh, response. All their tenants with any sort of pet animal product can set up a stall. Uh, get the local SPCA or other animal charities to bring in animals for an adoption drive while you're doing your pet day. And get the local vet to set up an inoculation tent. Often this will be supported by the guys who provide these things. Um, you can even do a small petting zoo in the car park, and this often brings out a lot of small kids to come and look at the little miniature goats. Um, can also be done at a, at a school or a church or an open parky type event, uh, you know, where there's lots of grass. But whatever you do, play lots of music, it's noisy, it's chaotic, and it certainly gets attention with the kids, which gets the families there, but it gets your brand as part of the community. Another one, uh, blood drives, especially in South Africa, they say blood service is very well organized, and they're always keen to partner with local media in almost any situation. Um, their, local, their mobile clinics mean they, can, they create a professional setup almost anywhere. So you know the moment they're involved, that part of it's taken care of and it's going to look great. Um, often, occasionally, they have a small promotional budget as well where they can pay for a giveaway or they can pay for certain things. Um, you can partner with a mall, your local rugby province. Uh, I put here, donate blood, play rugby. Um, Halloween is a good one for blood um, or before major traffic times like Easter where you're doing a lot of traffic awareness as well. But they said blood service is a fantastic partner and always key. And then uh, lastly, um, the car wash, the car park. This is a simple charity event, a lifestyle event aimed at getting people together. Find some open ground, usually pretty easy to organize. Um, invite people selling their cars to bring them along for the day. There's always lots of people who've got their cars on the market and they're keen for people who are looking for cars. That's then obviously what you promote. One or two second-hand car dealers may even sponsor the event or get involved and assist with costs in paying for space. Get the local car enthusiast club to bring their old darlings out for display. There's always some cool old cars or strange cars. Um, and you can sell car wash tickets for charity at the event. So you can have a charity get involved and they go around and wash cars of everyone who's there. This is obviously a good one for the spring when people start getting out, COVID dependent. You may even have a stage with a band over lunch um, that just makes some noise and creates some attention in the right space. All three of these will get you noticed in your community and will make some noise. Over to you, Zane. Thanks, Gary. So um, I'm going to give you one thing with sort of 10 little ideas inside. So the Olympic Games are coming up. So um, I think that it's really time to bring the Olympic Games to radio. So some ideas uh, around comps you can run with your listeners. Uh, synchronized office chair swiveling. Uh, host a sports competition in a, on a games console in your entertainment room or in your staff canteen. Uh, fastest push of a presenter in an office chair down the hallway. The quickest escape from being wrapped in glad wrap. Blowing up the most balloons in a set time. The longest flick of a rubber band from your thumb. Uh, quickest time to cover one of the presenters of the station in post-it notes. 
uh, on a presenter's table tennis competition, so like a breakfast versus drive, uh, a, ro- a remote-controlled boat race. You can do this either uh, in a blow-up pool outside the studio or at your local swimming center, uh, and then a presenter wrestling competition in those oversized sumo suits. I thought that uh, it's good to be to bring the Olympics into uh, radio for uh, well, you know tying in with the games uh, in Japan. I mean, I don't know that the Olympics are going to draw that kind of attention this year. So I thought uh, a fun way to kind of bring it to life on air. Uh, Paolo, I had two um, two thoughts while while Zane was there. Last year we were supposed to give away a trip to to the Olympics. And the person was supposed to leave the day of lockdown or something like that. So we lost out on that. And then we also had a brand that wanted to get people to quit smoking. And we did it with East Coast. We tried to get people to see how many balloons they could blow up in a minute uh, to see how strong their lungs were. Um, so there's lots of utility for that. I like, so I like, tech, I love technology and I love bringing new technology and radio together. And all three campaigns I'm going to tell you about we've run before. And I like going, what if, what if you could do this with the technology? And the first one we did with a car brand who launched a smart version of their vehicle was what if a car could co-host a radio show? So the car can read you traffic, read you news, read you sports, tell you jokes and all the rest of it. What if it was so smart it could co-host a radio show with a presenter? Um, we did a varied version of that, but it's about taking new technology and plugging in with radio. Um, at the time when WhatsApp was new and everyone was starting to play around with it, we said, what if you could run a traditional radio drama, which is massive on ALS radio stations over WhatsApp. So using voice notes, emojis, GIFs, memes, and like shakily shot video, what if we told the story of a radio drama through WhatsApp and then complemented it with on air? So people join a WhatsApp group, follow the drama, and then the next day on air, answer questions based on the drama. So just taking something that's traditionally popular and plug it into you know a normal format and then this one we ran it what if you could do a live read from space so with one of the banking brands um, they had a partnership with the international space station at some deal there and we linked up and we did it was supposed to do a, be a live read only but we were with john robin he wanted to interview the space station so at the same time we linked up and did a broadcast from space so it's important to sit there and go look at technology and ask yourself what if i could take that technology and plug it into traditional safe technology or or medium like radio and we're currently doing that with tiktok what if tiktok plugs seamlessly into radio and what does that's looking like so always look at cool don't be too cool but always go, how can I take what's cool there and plug it into something people know and trust? So can I use a typical radio technology and I'll come off the back of Paolo and segue into a digital idea which talks to, I guess, TikTok and and also digital platforms. So um, I think the best way for a radio station to really keep in touch with its communities by involving them. So use your listeners to generate content for you. And this is an idea called The Chosen One, which um, ran in one of the, I think, the stations in the UK. Effectively, what it is, they ran a talent contest calling for listeners to create content. Uh, it was very much around visual. It was using all the platforms. You had to create stuff around winning, community, uh, specific content for the particular station. It ran over probably about six weeks. And effectively, at the end of the day, the station management saw the person and eventually hired them and they became the chosen one. So they ended up being hired by the station using all the platforms like Paolo mentioned now, obviously TikTok being a, 
a huge driver. But it's basically user-generated content that effectively allows you to kind of make sure you, you keep in touch. Sponsorable right the way through. I think they had about three or four partners. So it's different tiers. You can obviously make money um, out of that particular idea. Keeping it in the, in the edgier space, um, I'll throw out this idea and I'll just leave it there. How about having a naked wedding, right? Have a naked wedding because you're going to get great eyeballs onto your social platforms. It's edgy. It's been done by breakfast shows around the world. There's been naked dating and then eventually turns into a naked wedding. I'll leave it as that, Claire, because you're giving me the look. Okay. Um, the, th the third idea is a really simple one. It's more of an activation. It was done by an airline in the, in the Far East. And effectively, it would work pretty well in Cape Town now where there's tons of rain. They basically created uh, a, a graphic with the radio station's name in it, uh, sorry, with the airline's name in it, uh, out in the rain with uh, water repellent paint. So when the rains came down, as people walked part of it, they saw the, the logo of the airline out on the streets of that city. So really cute little activation, cost-effective, but you know, to get your branding and uh, name out there. Back to you, Claire. Whenever you controversial, controversial. Uh, thank you. Wow. Okay, cool. One more round of three ideas each. Um, this one uh, is more of a management tip that I that I found worked for me um, when I was at Kaya. I I realized that a lot of people just wanted to come in, and my team members just wanted to be part of a radio station. Um, so this is not necessarily for on air, but what I realized is that the most amazing people were coming, taking any position that they could just to be part of the radio station. And I was not necessarily aware of what their big radio dream was. And I, you know, I had a conversation with each one of them. I'm like, what's your big radio dream? dream. Um, and we've heard it so many times where these amazing people that we now revere started off maybe as security guards, started off as the traffic person. But what I try to then do is try and make sure that I try and connect what they were doing, what the job that they were doing now was connected to their ultimate radio dream. Because once they felt that they were winning and achieving their KPAs, um, they were coming in early, leaving much later. And I think we, we, we don't tap into the incredible resource of the people at a station. A lot of people come in just trying to get their foot in the door and they're, they're, they're happy to be the traffic person, but actually their ultimate dream is to host the talk show in the evening. And listen, they might have the talent to do so. So what are we doing to develop those people? Do we even know what those are? Because they won't tell us um, as program managers or people that are managing, we're just thinking and assuming that they're happy where they are. So find out what the big radio dream is of your team members, try and connect what they do now to that. And when they win, the station ultimately wins. Cool, thank you, Claire. Okay, I'm still stuck on promotional stuff. <clears throat> bowls days. Invite your clients to a day of bowls. Uh, partner up with a club to supply bowls and someone to run the games. It's a, it's a really cool social event. Have loads of drinks, play your tunes all day. It's a great social, easy to fit in. Bowls clubs are active all year round, so you don't have to worry too much about timing. Uh, you have some fun prizes at the end. You do it during the work week when there's no one there anyway. Almost no one would have played bowls before, so everyone is equally cuck, which makes it a nice thing to do as a crowd. Um, after one of these, I promise you, we've done them, uh, you'll think about sponsoring a corporate evening league with a bowls club. They'll love it, and then do that. 
and you'll find very quickly a whole bunch of people who are learning a whole new way to drink. Okay, so then um, create a radio segment called Local Giants or Titans of Business or, and this one I'm proud of, Legends of the Mall. The older crowd will get it. Um, get your morning host to pop around to target the clients for an interview that gets recorded. So that's quite straightforward. Most people are happy to be interviewed by their local media company. Um, use snippets of the interview for your radio segment. So make your radio segment short. You know, it's just a, it's just a very brief profile piece. But then post the podcast and promote on social media. So you've got the whole interview. You put it on your internet, on the website or on social media. If you can, record video as well. These days with modern smartphones, it's quite straightforward. Remember as a direct sales manager that ego sells. If nothing else, when they get feedback from friends and colleagues, because someone's going to see it, someone's going to share it, that success will be attributed to your radio station. If you are a youth format, invite the schools in your area to make radio. Simple. You give them a very simple program structure, and it might be just three to five minutes of three or four or five different things that they must do to make some radio. Recording is now very simple, and WhatsApp allows entries to come in from anywhere. So technology, which normally was the barrier to this, is now straightforward. Uh, you can play the decent ones. Generally, some kids will put lots of effort into it. Or treat it as a weekend promo and play them all over the weekend. Everyone will be listening out to everyone else's contributions. It drives conversation and perhaps even unearths a little talent that you might want to then invest and foster in. That's me, Zane. Thanks, Gary. Um, so, so these three ideas are probably all breakfast show ideas. Um, and I really like them. They're cute. They're simple. They're probably like one-week story arcs. Not, not a lot bigger than that. The first one is called the 10-year-old dresser. So you find um, three 10-year-olds or four 10-year-olds, depending on how many uh, people you have on your breakfast show, and you get the kids to go with the presenters to a mall. And the kids get to choose the outfits for the presenters, ultimately for a photo shoot or something uh, on social media. So it, uh, look, it sounds great on air. It's really interesting. You get the kids' takes on how the presenters look, and ultimately you get to see what the presenters look like on social media. The second idea is putting your hosts head-to-head. -head. Any type of contest, this one challenging that one, always works incredibly well, especially when you add a sort of a twist to it where the winner gets to tweet from the loser's account for a day. Uh, I always find something like that, adding a, a little caveat to it, really gets the team uh, incentivized and, and excited. The third idea is sell the breakfast show online. So basically auction them off to the highest bidder who then has access to them for an hour or for a day. But uh, any sort of, of auctioning, you can sell them off individually, see who gets the most money. But ultimately, um, the money goes to the station CSI initiatives. And, uh, you know, you can put that money to really good use in your community. Those are my three uh, breakfast show ideas. Paolo. Uh, thank you, Zane. You've just helped me with the brief that I'm sitting with. So thank you for that idea. <laughs> um, I'll send you my check in the mail. That's fine. That's fine. I'll play. No, no, you, you'll send me my. Uh, so, I'm not playing. So the other way. <laughs> um, uh, what, listen, a lot of what you've spoken about is very theoretical, right? And I mean, there's a lot of client considerations and all the rest that come into it, which we, we've ignored. One thing that we've always battled with as a pressure point is that radio stations 
your product is music, right? Or one of your core products is music. And when you try to give a client a music-based solution, they don't get it because they don't have that passion for music that the station does. Um, but so these are purely what I think are really nice ideas. Again, going and using the technology angle or music-based ideas. And, and, and you know, Ravi and Zayn and, and Gary will probably sit closer to me than this. But I'll, music technology and music streaming is probably the biggest advancement in any sort of streaming technology over the past three years. So let's play around with that. We did something a while ago. We incorporated Shazam into live radio broadcasts. At the time, it was very cumbersome. But what we did is we took pieces of music and loaded it onto the Shazam server So and told people, hey, listen, if you want to get this information from a client or this information about us or this information, Shazam right now, and Shazam picked up the music bed playing underneath the person and served them the data or the content that they needed. Again, it was gimmicky, but it's about going, hey, these guys are on top of it and they're using new technology that I'm using all the time and they're integrating it. I mean, was it very overcomplicated? Yes, it was, but it's about an audio technology and plugging it in. I'll bring up TikTok again. I mean, we all know that TikTok is one of the biggest influences on music playlists right now. I mean, I think in Australia, the one week, all 20 songs were songs that trended on TikTok. Um, and we're starting to see that, that fall into worldwide. So it's integrating TikTok and that music more in. And then uh, one that I really like, and Zane, you can have this one in exchange for your idea. Last night, the DJ stole my Spotify playlist. Um, I know radio stations are scared to go into Spotify or iTunes or whatever the hot new kid on the block is, but let people build up their own playlists that they want. They always want to do that. And I know each radio station's got their own different version of a Spotify or a playlist builder, but sometimes it's going, you know what, the stuff's already there. The, the, the attitude's already there. The behavior's already there. Let's just take that and plug it into what we're already doing. That just gives people, listen, we all know Smoke and Mirrors are going to play one of the 20 songs, but it's just a nice way of taking new music technology and plugging it into the oldest music technology and making them work nicely together. Cool. Thanks, Paolo. Can I stick on music? Because, um, you know, you speak about people love music. They love consuming it across different platforms. And I think a great way to drive people either to your website or to your app is to create a bespoke stream and use, use topical events to go with that. So talk about Valentine's Day, talk about you know, uh, Christmas, whatever you want to do. Great way to kind of create bespoke streams. And I think this is where, by the way, uh, Paula, I know, you know we, we try very hard to, to work with clients. Sometimes clients have their own particular ideas but that way you can sort of take it out of the risk of sort of you know the fm side and into the digital side so bespoke streams added on to what you're offering promoted on the air drives engagements you can put client messaging on there you can drive specific events depending on, on what you can what you can't do these days but i think that the music aspect is is um is, is a great way to kind of take people into the digital space this is a great idea and I think particularly in the community space, but to Gary, you brought it up, the pet care industry is booming, okay? And what does the SPCA normally have the biggest challenges, getting people to adopt dogs? So how about taking a specific show, right? Taking the presenter off for that hour and you record sound effects of particular dogs and you play that sound effect back and you say, that is the little, uh, you know, Johnny... He's a 12-year-old Labrador, and he needs a home. And what you're doing is you using audio with, with pets. Everybody loves a, 
cute little kitten or a cute little dog. It drives awareness for the SPCA. And the best part of it, you could probably sell it to one of the uh, you know, pet food manufacturers. So nice way of taking community, uh, creating a bit of different audio sounds, maybe your shoulder time, um, you know, where you've got low risk, but I think it's a fantastic initiative to drive uh, that. Um, and then uh, this is an idea actually for what you call little reporters. Uh, everybody loves Lego, and every time they, they develop a new Lego variant, uh, the best idea to try and use Lego is use kids. And I know that kids on radio, to Paolo's point, sometimes uh, programming people get nervous when they say, do you use kids? But these days, I think you can use kids to your advantage. The little reporters with Lego. So launching a new initiative, a new idea, um, you know, a new variant, and that way you can you know, use them across different platforms. So two quick ideas for you. Thank you. Now we, uh, we, we shift gears a little bit. So we've got uh, two rounds left of one idea each. Um, I don't know if this has been done, but I like, I know people love smack talk. Have we ever pitted radio stations against each other? Um, you know, in some sort of rivalry, in some sort of competition. Like I know um, the idea came for me when uh, I know that like Cape Talk and 702 do that, like um, the brain uh, quiz. Um, but I think it can be taken to a bigger level because some provinces don't like each other. And I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Um, you know, it's okay for us not to like Cape Town now. Do you know what I mean? It's okay for us not to like KZN or those Joe Burgers. I don't know what the idea is. It hasn't crystallized in my head, but I kind of like the idea of putting um, regional radio stations up against each other in whatever form that takes, um, because, you know, it gives us free reign um, in a nice way, just, just to talk smack about each other and to put listeners up against each other as well, you know, uh, and it's great to know that for the next year you're that reigning province or the reigning radio station in whatever that promotion was um so yes that idea hasn't crystallized formally but i thought there's something there so maybe somebody smarter can 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 work on it and make it so much better so now one idea each gary thank you claire i just will point out ravi might remember it we actually did it an instant morning show challenge about a decade and a half ago between uh you know, OFM in Blumfontein and, and I felt, uh, and of course the cheaters didn't win that weekend and then they didn't want to do it the next year. So <laughs> that's, a, that's, that particular that's a distant memory, Gary. It's a distant memory. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, which year did the Lions lose? There are also many. Okay. So <clears throat> just a tip to management. Um, uh, some of you might be running radio stations and we all know that there's a pyramid of talent. Uh, you'll develop them, you'll train them. And then eventually the, Regionals will suck them up and then eventually they'll wind up in Joburg at Prime Media getting overpaid. If that is your problem, in other words, you need to hang on to your talent, um, go to a local tertiary educational institution. There's usually varsities and FET colleges and all sorts of edu educational institutions. Young kids want to get into the radio. The 19-year-olds generally don't have a plan. Lots of kids go through campus radio, but you get lots of kids just coming to you straight off the streets. They, they want a job. Um, get your young presenters locked in through education. Um, in the few years they spend learning their craft on radio, and it does take two to three years to, to, to get good at the basics, they'll also be developing skills, and it doesn't matter what they're studying, that they'll then have for the rest of their lives either way. Um, if you gave them that money in cash, which is often what we'll do with our budgets, they definitely wouldn't spend it on education. They might wind up being no good at it, and three or four or five years later they've been axed and don't have a contract anymore. So try and lock your talents in through education. 
One of the um, things that's come up a couple of times that uh, specifically Paolo has touched on is TikTok. And one of the things that um, ARN, the Australian Radio Network, have done is they've created a, a, a digital station called TikTok Trending. And basically what it is, is all the songs that are big on TikTok, and you know music is kind of fundamental to TikTok, uh, is on the playlist. And they have shows hosted by the biggest influencers um, on TikTok in Australia. Um, and what it's done is it's created um, quite a stir. Um, I think, you know, I, I speak on a correction, but there was, there was close to 300,000 unique IPs listening to that station uh, last month, you know, which is a sizable audience. Um, and a lot of uh, kids are starting to reference the radio station who typically wouldn't listen to terrestrial radio normally. So uh, a very nice tactic to bring in, um, you know, the youth audience into your ecosystem and to ultimately convert them onto your uh, bigger, more traditional stations. Really nice idea. Hello. Um, I mean, I'm quite an advocate of, of, of TikTok. I've been converted because I just think that after WhatsApp, um, TikTok is probably the next social medium that can have its most impact on, on radio. We've just run a, finished a small campaign with our client uh, from Spur where we integrated radio and TikTok. And even though they weren't 100% connected, the impact between the two, you could see it right there. So there's definitely something interesting within TikTok. Um, to Zane and Ravi, we ran this, and I don't know if we could do it now because we live in a much more uh, um, precious or sensitive society, but we ran a campaign a year ago, a few years ago called Tosses with an insurance brand where we basically said to people, if you have an old TV and you want a new TV, let us either drive over your old TV or drop your old TV from a crane or blow your old TV up. And we used a range of things. And if it met a certain criteria, you'd get a, a new favorite one. campaign of all time. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And, sounds like and, Hillbrow uh, on New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, it sounds like Hillbrow today. So it's not exactly the most responsible thing to talk about today. But that it's just, you know, the theater of the mind. And this is like the early days of us. I mean, we weren't able to stream it properly and we could shoot like basic video. But that theater of the mind, we did it every Friday morning. And Darren Simpson was involved in it. And he had a big pink overall because that was a brand color. Starting up this tractor, riding over stuff. Of course, the people always want a new TV but it was or a new phone or whatever it was. But just that theater of the mind, it's just like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. And if you have the right presenter on the right station, it just resonates so well. Look, we did get complaints of people saying, oh, she donated to charity and all that. We get it. But sometimes you just want to have fun and just ride over a TV. I mean, <laughs> that's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree, Paolo. I think it was it had ticked so many boxes from entertainment value to clients. It was just amazing. But we, we obviously did get the, the, the flack on it. And speaking of fun, you know, what do, Claire, you know, what do, what do women love most? Oh, money. Uh, and next to money? Diamonds. Okay, next to diamonds, I guess, will be shoes. That's the answer. Shoes. Women love shoes, oh. right? And, and what do men like? Who knows? They don't to, Who what knows? They don't have, so they don't have to buy women's shoes, okay? So here's an idea called every day is shoes day, right? And what it is, is you give women, so they're Cinderella moments, but you give guys as well because, you know, these days – you know, uh, everybody's up for a new uh, pair of kicks, okay? So have an activation where you basically get women to come through. You buy the most beautiful shoes. And they come out, they try it. If it fits them, they take it. Same with guys. Beautiful kicks. If they, foot, if they, they, the, the, they fit the, the shoe, 
they get it simple. And it's a radio promotion called Every Day is Tuesday. Okay, okay, Ravi, I see you. I see you. Size seven. Okay. Just for future, just for future reference. Uh, we've got the final round. I, I was running out of the final round um, uh, of one idea each, and then we're done. I always um, I always think that sometimes we fall into certain, it's been done before, but I think we need to be a bit braver. Um, and my weird idea is we need to relook at our time channels. It's a boring one. It's a boring one, I know. Um, but I sometimes think that we copy and paste and we adopt certain time channels as they are. Um, it's three hours and this is what we do. But I think we need to be braver uh, and it's a, it's a, it, I know it's a programming thing. I know it's a sales thing, but I know that certain time channels can change and shift and you can bring audiences with you longer, especially for those breakfast shows. So my idea and something that I'd like to challenge uh, other stations is think, think again about your time channels. They're not cast in stone. Um, and I think there, there's opportunity there um, to do incredible things. So it's a boring one, but it's something that always used to like grate my nerves, especially when I travel and I'd, and I'd realize that other places and regions and countries would, would had different time channels. So, um, yeah, that's my final idea. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. Right, last one. Sell research. Often funding your own research, especially if the internal news is expensive, especially if you just want to find out what your audience is after. Uh, partner with a local research firm. Promote the... Uh, it's the ABC FM big checkup, uh, or it's the big uh, um, the annual checkup. Offer some small incentives, but typically people that enjoy the station love being asked what they think anyway, and they, they will respond. Um, post the survey online through SurveyMonkey or platform the research firm uses. Now, you construct the, the, the question with, say, seven of your questions, or eight of your questions, and seven questions that are paid for. So you've got your clients. This is, again, useful for direct clients. Um, and you ask if you could ask our listeners any question about your business, what would you ask? And then you allow your research firm to help you construct the question, so it's actually useful. Um, and then they'll pay a nominal fee to take part in the research project. That should theoretically cover your project. Um, you go back, you also get an opportunity to go back to that client and present their info, as well as the info you got out of your research. So it opens that up. And that is a cheap and cost-effective way to use your own research. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, um, but it was such a massive success for us that I wanted to just touch, touch on it very quickly. You know, the old presenter search, um, we just ran uh, a presenter search on East Coast Radio and we found a really, really talented bunch of people. In fact, the top three could all easily be presenters on East Coast Radio. Uh, but we ran it uh, through social media with a hashtag where you did a video of yourself. And, and the brief was do a 30 second radio link. And the guy who won, who incidentally had the best video from the word go, took the brief and just completely broke it. And he was all over Durban and he was doing a video of him riding a bike. And then he went to a Sharks training session. He tried to tackle one of the Sharks players. And, and, and he was just so cool. And that's part of the reason, I guess, why he ultimately won. Um, and we ended up doing a live finale that was broadcast live on Facebook. Uh, for the full three hours of the afternoon drive show. And we got our presenters and our finalists dressed by Edgars. And we had um, a sponsorship from a local mall where we, they went and did appearances. We had a local car brand on board who sponsored all the vehicles and 
you know, gave us money. And so we ended up making a sizable amount of money from the promotion. We also found our next big star and we did something classically radio, but we just really reinvented it. If you look at the finale broadcast live on Facebook, our TV team were there. We built a set in our canteen. Uh, it literally, Stacey and Jay Spoo looked like they were hosting the Oscars. And when we had the final winning moment, seeing that absolute excitement and Stacy coming over after we were social distancing the entire three hours and just giving him a hug, you know, with such a real human moment. So I think taking traditional radio ideas and turning them on their heads and making them live on digital is something that, you know, we still need to do. I think you can always try and reinvent the wheel and come up with the next big idea. But sometimes the classic radio promotions revitalized for today are still absolute winners. Hello. I mean, I 100% agree with that is that, you know, we go on this old thing. There's only like a handful of radio concepts, but there's ways of keeping reinventing it. And, you know, I, I watched a lot of the presenters search as a, as a broke out. And I don't think anybody can understand the amount of spinning plates to keep something like that sounding polished. But I think there's great, and it's not an idea. It's more about uh, it's more about a, a, a philosophy. And I'm gonna, for me, Hamish and Andy. If you've never heard of them, they're probably the biggest names that have come out of radio in the past 15 years because they've just broken every rule. An Australian group of guys. I, I'd recommend you look them out. But they were on a, on a um, an industry podcast with Christian O'Connell, another name that I'm gonna throw at you. And he said that he asked them why do you guys think that the promotions you do stand out so much? And they say, because we don't hide anything. If something goes wrong, which everything goes wrong, everything is constantly going wrong. They turn it into content. So for example, right now they thought, well, there's a lot of airplanes grounded. They want to slide down the emergency exit out of an airplane. Okay. And have a party on an airplane in a hangar and take it to air and then slide down. But all through the way, things are going wrong. Things are not coming to plan. The airplane can't leave. The airplane's excised. And they don't hide it. They don't pretend, oh, it's this perfect and do the promo and whatever. Their content links are all the things that go wrong. There was another one where they did promotional teddy bears and the teddy bears arrived from China with swearing in Chinese, but they don't hide anything. They tell the story. And I think sometimes we're so obsessed with being polished and perfect and I don't want to lose my job and whatever that we're probably missing content moments because weird stuff is always happening. It's always happening. And that humanity and that humility and all of us sitting here and we look like this and we, you know, in this sort of place and no one's perfect anymore. And I think it's sometimes okay to not be perfect and turn that human side into content. Love that, Paolo. I love the authenticity and the realness. I think that's so key because that's what, people, what resonates with people. And considering you brought up, I think probably one of our favorite duos, Amish and Andy, I'll share this idea as a content one because it's about music and guys, obviously our South African artists in the entertainment industry are you know, taking a meeting at the moment. Uh, they did this idea with Ed Sheeran when he was playing a concert in, the, in Sydney. They basically hired out a little venue, like a bit of a side, a side shop. They put up, watch Ed Sheeran for $2. And everybody went, yeah, right. So people literally were walking past, looking at that little board they dressed up in a disguise and they said come watch ed sheeran perform for you for two dollars and everybody was just uh, yeah right guys and eventually two people got in there and they had a personal performance ed sheeran playing to them that's the idea that paolo was talking about make it edgy make it fun make it real make it authentic thanks everybody for your time 
Absolute legends. We did it. 60 incredible ideas in 60 minutes. Thank you so much to the incredible, incredible panel I have here today. Gary Struble, CEO of Future Media Namibia. Thank you. Thank you to you, Zane Derbyshire, Program Manager at East Coast Radio, Paolo Diaz, Head of Creative Ultimate Media, and of course, Ravi Naidu, Chief Creative Officer at Prime Media. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an incredible panel of Radio Days Africa. My name is Clem Awisa. Thank you so much for joining us. That was a Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast brought to you by the Vitz Radio Academy. For more information and podcasts, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za.